Okay, whenever you're, uh, whenever you are ready. All right, three, two, one. Alex, Daniel, we're back. We're back. Somehow we're still here. Hey, how are you guys? Uh, I am stuck in my basement. Making the most of my time. Yeah? NHL 20 and 2K20. Oh, yeah. How how are you liking Shell now, Daniel, since you've had a few days to play it? Oh, different. I I think I told you last time I bought NHL seven years ago. So the change is real. Adam, why don't you tell everyone what we're doing today so we can just get this thing started. So the last episode of the podcast was, of course, the first episode of Bizarre Adventures, non-hockey stuff. We talked about Star Wars. Um, But today we're going to start the retro review where we look at some retro teams, maybe some Blackhawks, maybe some Kings back in the day. But today is a very special edition of, well, you know, the premiere episode of Retro Review. We are going to be watching and talking about reviewing the 2013 Game 7 Maple Leafs Collapse against the Boston Bruins. This clip is 46 minutes long. It is the third period where the Leafs start up 2-1. And, of course, the eventual overtime when the Bruins come back and win led by Patrice Bergeron. You know what the worst part about this is? Uh, what? It was my idea to watch this. It was. I uh, don't know. You know, I'm one for the people, Okay. Mm. I know what I know. What's entertaining, me and yelling. We'll we'll get it out the way now because Daniel also suggested that the next episode of Retro Review we will be watching uh, Detroit versus Montreal. And if you're wondering why we're we watching that, we will be specifically looking at Patrick Waugh's last game in Montreal. <laughs> and I'm doing it because I mean I won't be yelling. I'll just be crying. But anyway, that's for later on. But here we are today. Okay. Bruins, shall we get started? Yes. Okay. All right. And we are off. I'm just... Okay, for some reason, sorry, Carl Gunnarsson is on the left wing. I was about to Uh, say, uh, who's climbing up That's not concerning? He's pulling a Brett Burns. I don't know. He's pulling a Brett Burns. Awesome. Do you ever wonder that about defensemen? Like, you see a certain defenseman, and you think, I wonder what they would be like at forward. Like, P.K. Subban, right? I think he'd be a great forward. I, I never Remember Dustin Bufflin used to be forward on Chicago? That's yes. yes. Yes, yeah. he did. Yes, he did. Do you want to know who else was on this team? Who? Colton Orr. Oh, he oh, was yeah. around, eh? Wait, was he? Was he? Was he? Maybe I'm wrong. He's yeah, not he on my... Yeah. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Fine. Yeah, with uh, you know who else was on this team? Leo Komarov. All star. Yeah. Also, was he an all star that year? Was that the year? I don't even know. No, anymore. that was the. Uh, wasn't that Babcock's first year? Like it was the Matthews. Uh, the maybe. Year they, uh, maybe. They, maybe. Matthew. I'm on the first line. Yeah, oh, he almost twenty goals, Good didn't Lord. he? Good lord. Yeah, it's not bad. I don't care how many goals he scored. I'm trying to get past this. This I don't even know what to call the see. It's James Reimer, the the reason, the literal reason the Leafs made the playoffs. What were most of his stats this year? Because I mean, this was the lockout short year, was it not? This was the lockout short year. He was nineteen eight and five. Damn. A nine two four save percentage, two point four six goals against average. And everyone blamed him for this game, I remember. Yeah, every, it was all his fault. It has nothing to do with... <laughs> oh, I hated that move so much. I hated that move so much. It's like they had Carl Gunnarsson lining up to play wing to start the beard. There's old, uh, there's old Randy. Oh, good one, Randy. Good one. Randy? So oh can we just start God. out by talking about the fact that how in the hell... There is um is that Jay McLennan? How Jay McLennan? I I think we we just talked about, it, but how the hell, beside James Reimer, did this team not only make the playoffs, 
but push this to seven games. The Bruins should be embarrassed. Like, oh, here's Tyler Sagan, former Bruin. Remember that? That you, this team, was genuinely awful. Mm. Like, awful. It, there was this was pretty much their team: Kessel, Kadri, JVR, and Tyler Bozak. Was Josh That's it. What was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were there, but you know, Cody Franson was there. He had uh, twenty nine points in forty five games. Dion was there with twenty eight points in forty eight games. You had Nikolai Kuleman, Mikhail Grabowski. Oh. I want to say that was the first year of his contract. But that was like before they bought him out. I remember he complained being on the third line. Oh, he was on the third line with Kuleman and oh, hey, oh, 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 Phil Kessel scored. Yippee di yakai. Hey. Well, what could building on that early lead, guys? Sorry, well, building on early leads three one. I can say what I want as a Habs fan, but I, I don't think there are many better visuals in, in, in hockey than looking at Maple Leaf Square losing it. I it's remember pretty- the day that happened. I remember the day that happened. I was 12. Damn, you were a child. I was 12, and this is the stuff I was experiencing with my hockey team. Is this Tim Thomas in net for uh, Toronto? Sorry, for Tuka Rask. Oh, Oh, even better. You know what? Even better. I I, I just know this because one of the Bruins there was Johnny Boychuk. It's really weird to look at the Bruins, and they lose Boychuk, obviously. They traded Tyler Sagan. And, you know, two fantastic players... And they're still in fantastic shape. Talk about a, a model organization, the Boston. Like t- since 2011, have just been so consistent. They really yeah. know how to draft. I mean, yeah. imagine I mean, like. I mean, um, no, no, I wouldn't say they're like they're not like Vancouver when it comes to drafting. Do I, don't I think know, man, like, like a lot of the later picks? Man, Zach Sinitian and that. Remember the year they had three first rounders. I Jake the okay, Bruff, that's like, like that's that's and one they, that's one exception. But I mean, they, they blew two first rounders. You can't do that. I mean, like like Brandon Carlo, second round. Matt Grizzlick. Where was round. Charlie? Where was Charlie McAvoy picked? He was like fourteenth, fourteenth okay. overall. That's okay. pretty good for fourteenth. They're good at drafting, right? Like, I, 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 I think, yeah, like, I think it's, it would be bad to say that they're not good at drafting. I just don't think that's true. I'm not saying they're bad. I mean, I'm saying that you got like a guy like Sunishin, you ended up, big save by James there. It's just, you ended up passing on Matt Barzell and Brock, and uh, Brock Besser, I believe. Or two and of Thomas the- Shabbat. And Thomas Shabbat, who is the lone bright spot. Ooh, the Bruins are getting frustrated. I don't know, man. Oh. Just it's always something with first rounders. Every every organization. Oh, the Habs haven't had a good one since Miguel. It's like it was be it was. Uh, it's weird. Montreal since 2015 has done a much better job, but since mm-hmm. Bergman took over till like 2013, 14, it was a disaster. <laughs> it sets your Michael McCarran. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Michael McCarron's one. Jerry Tenardi's another Wasn't one. Wasn't Jacob De La Rosa first round pick? Uh, I believe he I, he may be a, a second. He was still oh. top. We'll check. Bad, yeah, Jacob De La, At least De La Rosa turned into some sort of NHLer. Nikita Sherback. Yeah, in the AHL now. That was. Um, I remember Montreal. We were talking about Tampa earlier. They moved up in the third round in a certain draft, and they ended up picking Brett Learnout. Now. The issue is that sorry. Um, by the way, De La Rose was just in the second round, thirty fourth overall. Now the issue okay. was the player that everyone thought they moved up to take. They actually passed on him, and Tampa Bay got him, and that player was Braden Point. Oh my God! So just for an example, there, Phil Castle. It was so weird. It's weird to Phil see him. Phil You know who else was on this team, and he's not actually playing in this game. Mm-hmm. Who? Former Montreal Canadian backup goalie. 
Ben Scrivens? Ben Scrivens. Oh, yeah. I remember. He played 20 games for this team. Seven seven and nine. Pushing Reimer, yeah. I remember that. Do you remember um, the concussion Reimer got against Montreal? Yes. Yes, I do. And then they're like, is Ben Scrivens going to push Reimer for the starting position? I remember that. That was like the first game of the season, too, was it not? Yeah. (laughs) That was a a very, very not good season. You know what's very strange about watching this game also? What? This is back when Milan Lucic was a force. Oh, yes. Just threw up in my mouth a little bit. If you remember, the season after this, in 2014, Montreal had that seven-game series with the Bruins. And that was the series when Dale Weiss and... and, and, um, and Lucic said that little spat, and in the handshake line, Lucic said he'd kill Tailwees. Wow. So nice. What a yeah. nice guy. Yeah, and then uh, look at how his career is gone. Lads, I- I'm realizing we still have 1446 left in this period, and the Leafs haven't even scored their fourth goal yet. Do we want to get into what our playoff formats would be? Sure. Alex, you want to start us off then? Okay. I'm not sure. So listen, this, the thing with oh, it's four one. Hey, it's four one. Kadri scored. Everyone's excited. They have no idea what's about to hit them. The Bruins look so dead. Oh, you want oh, before Nathan we Horton. get to, yeah, Nathan Horn now on Leafs LTIR. Oh, Yager. <laughs> I forgot Yager was a Bruin. Be- before we get to the playoff format, can I tell you what that day was like for me? Which day? This this day? Yes. I feel like, Alex, the only reason I want to say wait for later is because I want... The more that we relive this game, okay, I think okay, we're going to okay. get more juice from you. That's the only reason why I'd say hold up on that. Okay, fine. Um, so this is really my playoff format. It, it's weird because I don't necessarily think we're actually going to play hockey again this season. Because mm-hmm. it seems like the NHL is really hell-bent on not wanting to mess up next year which i think would be a good thing like why why mess up next year if you don't have to um but this is what i think would be kind of interesting so it starts with 12 teams from each conference so i did it based on points percentage so boston tampa washington philly Pittsburgh, Carolina, the Islanders, the Leafs, the Blue Jackets, uh, the Panthers, the Rangers, and the Canadians in the East. In the West, St. Louis, the Avalanche, Golden Knights, the Dallas Stars, Oilers, uh, Predators, Canucks, Flames, Jets, Wild, Coyotes, and Blackhawks. And what I did was... I put them into three separate pots. So what happens is pot one are teams one to four. Pot two, teams five to eight. Pot three, teams nine to 12. So anyone in pot, like you're going to have one, we have four groups of three. And each pot is going to be drawn once. So like let's say team one and team two can't play each other in the group stages. So what you have are four groups and the top two teams in each group move on and you play each other once. It's very much like a soccer tournament, like the Champions League or the World Cup, something like that. And then you um, seed it based on points percent. So like depending on who makes it out of the first round, you go like that. Something like that. Does that make sense? That, that makes sense. I like it. I like it a lot. I don't think... <laughs> here's the one thing, though. I, I hear a lot of people talking about if you have certain... Like, if you have less than... Uh, if you have less than eight teams or something like that. I think this was what Brian Burke was talking about. If you have less than eight teams in the playoffs, you know, there's going to be an asterisk. I think at the end of the day, there's always going to be an asterisk. On this year, in 20 years, when we look back on the year... On the 2019-2020 season, I think there's always going to be an asterisk if they go, even if someone wins the cup. Even if it's like, say, a St. Louis or a Boston. 
it doesn't necessarily have like it doesn't necessarily have to be an asterisk in a bad way. I think when you say, "Oh, we're going to put an asterisk on it," you still won the Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. right? Like everyone talks about the, the the big one in Toronto now is you know there's an asterisk or the people in the United States say this. There's an asterisk on the Raptors championship because the the goal the Warriors didn't have uh, K, uh, Kevin Durant and they didn't have Clay Thompson, but you Not still before. won. But you still yeah. won the, the the championship. I'm just saying what I'm saying is here here is it's the same thing with the Blackhawks Cup in the year that we're watching, 2012-2013. There's an asterisk there saying, you know what, this is a shortened uh, lockout shortened year. In 1920, there's gonna we're gonna put an asterisk and say we had a different playoff format. You still won a cup. It's not like they're not gonna if if Boston wins the cup. You're telling me they're not going to put uh, a banner up next year? Oh, did Boston just score? Oh no, not yet. Right, it, 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 you're you're still winning a cup. It's just a, an asterisk. You're saying that we should just focus on the game, not the haters. Sure. Yeah. Like, if I'm a Bruins fan, which in no way would I ever be a Bruins fan. I have a soft spot for Patrice Bergeron, I admit. Oh, everyone. Okay, maybe a little bit. Just that <laughs> guy. No one else on the team. I think there was a tweet that was like, who's a player you root for despite him being on a team you don't like? And the first response was Patrice Bergeron because I don't have to explain him and I don't have to explain why I hate the Bruins, which is... Uh... Yeah. I think at the end of the day, no matter what playoff format they they use, even if they can... If they don't, oh, it's four two. Let the destruction begin. Oh, Nathan Horton. Least Here great Nathan, Nathan Horton. Sorry, at least never Currently. played a game for the team. Okay. Oh my God, it's happening. Um, you know what I mean? Like, there's gonna be an asterisk on for me. There's gonna be an asterisk on it, anyways. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be bad. Like, I'm not gonna say, oh, the 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 Bruins or the Blues won the cup. In that year, it doesn't mean anything. It still means something. You won the cup. Mm-hmm. But that's that's my opinion. Can I throw a hypothetical your way here for a second, Alex? Go ahead. Daniel. All right. Yes or no question. Would you have any sort of well if, if let's say the Hurricanes won the cup this year, if we didn't, let's say, let's why not, we went off Alex's format. Yes or no, would you guys have any sort of, yeah, but really, if the Hurricanes won the cup? Uh, no, but I, but for me again, like I said before, what I'd say is no, I don't have any problem with how they won the cup. They still won the cup, but they won it in a different format that for me, it doesn't like you still won the cup. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Da- Daniel, what about you? Yes or no? Honestly, like okay, I'm just going to go from like the optimistic perspective as long as the game comes back and we could see something i'm fine all right whoever wins then how about this so alex uh i believe i talked to you about this and you said the last team in the east that makes it is montreal right yeah all right so let's say instead of montreal the end of the season went a bit differently it was buffalo what about what would your guys reaction be to this call if you look back on it and somehow that twenty-four, that sorry, the um, the last place in the East, Buffalo made it and end up winning the cup. Would you still look at it and be like, yeah, they won it, or would you be like, yeah, but yes, they won it, but there's an asterisk. There's no matter what you can, even if you tell me right now that if the Leafs won the cup, I would tell you, oh, they won the cup. But there's going to be an asterisk on it because it's not like the general format that the league uses, and they didn't play the full 82 games. But they were going to make the playoffs at least. Buffalo had no business. Montreal has no business being no, there. No, I understand. I'm just telling you, it doesn't matter the team that makes it. It doesn't matter the team that wins the cup. There's still uh, going to be an asterisk on it. Daniel, what about you? What are your thoughts? I don't know. Like... It's so weird, like, like looking back on 2013, like, I never saw it as, like, oh, yeah, they won in, like, a lockout year, or, like, in, like, 1999 for the NBA, or 2000, 2012, I'm, like, I, I don't look at those teams, because, like, it's a different circumstance, I think the one we have right now is so, so different that 
it's like a requirement to have a different format, but I honestly wouldn't mind. I mean, like looking with like I guess from people who really look into it, like Alex and like the both of us, there might be as yeah, an asterisk there, but I don't know. Like, I just want the game to come back. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> hey, they could still protect. They could still go with the um, playoff format that they have right now. Right, like the one, the the um, divisional thing, one to three. But the issue is, is that I can imagine, and I a lot of people have been talking about it because uh, I've been catching up on Hockey Central and Good Show. They've all been talking about like teams are not going to be happy. Like there, there are certain teams who've played less games, and they're like, "What are you going to do?" So you ha- then at that point, you'd go by point percentage. Like, I think potentially, if they want to do it, they can go by point percentage. So you'd still, I mean, it'd be a little messy. I'd have to rework this. I don't think it necessarily, I think it'd still follow the one to eight. I think there are certain teams who would be up and down. All right. Well, moving on, we'll go to Daniel. How about you give us your playoff format now? Um, I'm going to go for speed. So I'm going to go for... A, a hybrid MLB type of playoff format. Okay. So first first round are just single game knockouts. And, you got some balls, my friend. And, yeah, and is that like what you're saying um, you're still following the same format that the NHL currently uses? Yeah, so what I would okay. do is the first two division leaders – get a buy into like the next round okay and everybody else scrambles to go again to go and try to make it to the next one by single game eliminations and, and Just- how and how would sorry how would the math work with teams because if you do that right like you yeah. give a team a buy would you add uh would you do the play in for i think seven eight nine ten so it'd be eight versus nine seven versus ten yeah i do like that Okay. And then, like, yeah, whoever comes out of it as the higher seed out of those single game ones are the one that faces the division leader. And then you go on from there. Okay. Just because, like, there's so many there's so many teams that I'm like, I want, like, again, I said, I want the game to come back. But saying them too, I think about, like, the draft. I think about free agency. I think about next season. I just think about an effective way in that could also show that, you know, we're getting through this, but with a lot more speed. I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Th- this is something I've heard talked about a lot over the last week, and it's about the draft. Now, obviously, the draft is supposed to be in Montreal this year. Yeah, great. Um, I thought we were going to go, guys. Yeah. I got priority because I'm a season ticket holder. So I could, sorry, go ahead, Alex. God damn it. Can that. they still do – like, let's say right now, I, it doesn't seem like unless they're coming back – within the next week, which, or maybe week and a half, I, I feel this is very unlikely that they're going to play out the rest of the regular season or any type of any regular season games, just because I don't think, like, like you have to look at, you're, you're going to compete with the playoff, with, sorry, not the playoffs, you're going to compete with the Olympics. You're really going to try that if they don't cancel the Olympics or postpone it? Like, if I'm Gary Bettman and I'm talking to the owners, I don't even think about competing with the Olympics because you're going to lose. And you have to also consider the NBA, the uh, the NBA and whatever other sports leagues that have stopped are going to start again. So what are you going to do then? You're going to compete with all the you're going to compete with the NBA playoffs. Well, what do they I do? Think, because they have to do something. Yeah, but go straight to the playoffs. What I'm saying is go straight to the playoffs. Okay. Don't do the regular season. Don't elongate the season longer than you have to. That's what I'm saying. Can, do that. I, I don't think there's even a question of them going back to the regular season at this point. Even if it is next week, I think there's just been too much gone. I mean, right. Okay, but my question is, can they do, let's say they don't, we're saying there are no more regular season games. Can they still do the draft 
When's the draft supposed to be? June what? Uh, should be the end of June. I'll double check the date now. Okay, the end of June. Let's say we're playing hockey in June. Hopefully. They can, can do they the draft still, still. They can still do the draft as long as they keep the standings the way they are. 26th and say, 27th. Friday. Like this, let's say, okay, Detroit is last, whatever the standings are, so I don't have it open in front of me. They okay. do the draft lottery. They do the draft. Can they still do the draft on those two days? I, I have a crazy the, idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not really crazy. Sorry, I keep using baseball as a model. Hey, why but not? why not do like in between like the junior season and when the NHL season starts, you do the draft like in the fall instead. And you do like how you did it in 2013. Rounds one to seven is in one day. Okay. Just like to get it done with and the fact that you don't let it interrupt like this year's standings. You're really trying to ruin my draft day experience, Daniel. Pardon? You're trying to. You're really ruining my draft day experience right now. I know, but you know it's what you got to do for. Uh, <laughs> but for the- okay, so when would you put? Let's say, like the thing is, we're just making all these hypotheticals, and so mm-hmm. when when would what? Let's say the regular season next year starts October fourth, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What? When would the draft be then? I'd pick it in September. Like okay. mid September. Like before, it's, it's only before be- training camp. Uh, that's not going to work because it has to be before training camp. camp. Yeah. There's more than just the NHL there. You got to figure out the guys that are for sure either going, you know, back to Russia, back to Sweden. I think that's a bit too much to have a camp in there. I think if we're playing hockey in June, and even if we're, we're then in the position to start this season again in October like normal, I still think there's some room, even if you have to push for agency and all the deadlines and that back forth, I think you can still have the draft in the summer. I mean, especially if you do it in one day. I just think the logistics of it don't, don't make sense to me if you push it all the way back. It's chaos, which I love, Daniel, but I think you can still somehow get it done in the summer. Okay, how about this? Uh, I think it can. Uh, okay. 2005 lockout. You do the draft, but in a hotel. Okay. And rounds one to seven on one day. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if if this dra- they actually cancel the draft. Not. Yeah. Uh, sorry, let me rephrase that. They cancel the draft in person. Okay, yeah, so this is another example. This is also, yeah, I'm going to use again. They also use this in baseball. Not every player who gets drafted has to be there. You just have a small group of people, and then they announce the picks. Well, yeah, like I, yeah, away, I like away, that like, better. You take away, like, I know it sucks, Adam, of the people going up, like the GMs, the players, saying thank you to the great city of Montreal here and there. It's not that that I think about in that situation. I should I just yeah. feel bad for the player because that's a it's a special moment, right? Even when the lockout, at least you had some like Carey Price got to be called up and all that, and yeah. put the jersey on. I uh, think. I yeah, think I, go ahead. I, I think they'll be more than happy when there's a pandemic going on in the world to understand that, um, you know, sorry, we can't necessarily do the draft right now. We can't have more than a hundred people in a building. Uh-huh. Like that's the case right now, and and to be honest, based on the way people are acting right now, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case in in June, when the draft is supposed to happen. So we're we just gonna have like three yeah, out- hours of announcing the Oh no, I was just saying. Uh, I guess we'll just have one draft of Gary Batman for three hours, just announcing names. God. Do you okay. want to draft forever? <laughs> do you really want to do that? Sorry. Um, it, just to let it, it, it's there's a minute and forty left in the third period, and it is four two. There's no way they could get. They could, oh they could my get. god. Oh my god. Oh, right. Chara. Quick oh. question, Daniel. How many teams made it in your your bracket again? Sorry. Oh um. So. Oh my god. Two hypotheticals. So. Oh I would God. go with the 24. Okay, 4-3. Four, four, it's okay. Milan um, Lucic scored. It's I not would go okay. With the, go with the 24, 
but based on like circumstances, I would still stay with the eight per conference, depending on. So like I have two different models with that. Just this, just again for speed and like looking for what's most efficient in this hypothetical bracket. All right, I like it. Or so I'm just making some adjustments to my playoff format. Oh, okay. Uh, I just want to say Milan Lucic scored and Dion Phaneuf is doing nothing. I just want to say. I thought it might. Off the chart shot, rebound, Luch. Luch. Yeah, Dion was. Uh, doing nothing. Nothing been, out of that. Could have been a bit tougher on the puck there. There is the yeah. perfect man, Patrice Berger, on. He has an eight. Everyone needs to sit down. Every Leaf fan in that building needs to sit down. So who's who's on the ice for the Leafs? Matt Fratton, Jay McLennan, Joffrey Luke. I see. I think that's Dion to the right there. Tuka's about to run. Yeah, Tuka's ready to sprint. He's he's ready to run back to Finland at the end of this play. I don't even know who that is. This old unbelievable. The stands. Jesus, oh. these people look happy. It's because they know what's about to happen. How about uh, we didn't have? Is it a big deal? Like you know, Daniel? How is big that Peter? A- was that sorry? Was that Peter Shirelli? Yes. Uh, yeah, he was he's, a he's the GM then, right? Yeah, he's the GM at the time. This is oh. before he traded Sagan for Louis Erickson. Awesome. Did he trade Dougie Hamilton as well? Because he's on this team. Yeah, he traded him for draft pick. Oh no, that was uh, already when Don Sweeney came in. That's when they couldn't negotiate a contract, so they traded him to Calgary. Uh-huh. Oh, the two players that the Bruins used with the Leaf picks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Jared Knight became. <sighs> I love this. At least team. won that one. No, no. I love Brian Burke. Can I just say <laughs> that? You know. Give you the story of how he told. Oh, oh, oh and- God. Oh my god. Why do I keep doing this? Why do I do this to myself? Are you when you originally saw this, were you up what was the emotion? What went through Alex's mind when this go went through and you were twelve years old? I, I, I was speechless. I was speechless. Were there tears? Was there rage? No, I, I don't think there were tears. I, I was pretty upset. Yeah? Yeah. I've asked Alex this before. Daniel, have you ever cried at a sporting event? Oh, uh, yes. When? Uh, okay, so this was when I was really little. Mm-hmm. When the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim lost in the 2003 finals to the New Jersey Devils. Of course it was the Ducks. I know. John Sebastian Giguere is my favorite player. And also, that was the last year. I remember that. In the offseason, Paul Correa said, I promise the city of Anaheim a Stanley Cup. Then, like, a few weeks later, he couldn't negotiate a contract, and he went to Colorado. So I remember that really made that off season made me sad. Oh, uh, you're, um, right? you're you, not a Leaf fan. You're do you mean Leafs legend J.S. Jagger? Are you talking about Leafs legend? Yes, J.S. Jagger. Um, let's see what else. What else made me sad? Um, oh, I don't really cried, but do you remember when LeBron scored that buzzer beater over Ojin? Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Before, like, uh, when LeBron scored like a buzzer beater over OG Ananobi, and that was, I remember that. Like after that, the Raptors got swept, but it's okay. They got Kawhi Leonard in that off season. <laughs> oh my god, I remember that. I was speechless. I'm like, no way he's gonna pull this off, and he pulled I it know. off. Oh my god. Oh look, it's Phil Kessel. By the way. Still waiting for Blake because they they're dumping all the um, all their. Okay, cal- can I can I just skip through this? Uh, sure. Jay. Oh, oh hey, look, 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 clueless. You know he started in the AHL that year. I remember that he was twenty two, oh. and he didn't make the final. He didn't make the final roster, and then he played hey, in look, the it's AHL. Your favorite. Be- it's Randy. Randy yeah. Oh, there we go. He he came from Anaheim, right? Did Jay? Yes, Gart- he did. Yes, he in- did. Yeah, they. Or Francois Bushman. Oh That's wow! A strange deal. All right. Um, I, I kind of miss Francois. Yeah, he's pretty sturdy defense. Don't you miss Francois Bushman a little bit? No. He was a guy that 
he would have been great for this current team. It just they didn't know what to do with him when they actually was had he, him. Was he right-handed? I don't even remember. It's just he was like consistent two-way guy, high character guy, and is someone that kind of did everything for them. But it just he's like an added piece to a better team. Not he's not a, he's not a foundational guy. Is he better than Cody Cece? Yes. Then you know what? Perfect. Play him on his offhand if we have to. I don't care. We've got some time before the OT goal inevitably happens. So can I read you guys my playoff format? Sure. Yes. All right. Um, I'll just show you the camera what mine kind of looks like here. All right. First of all, my playoffs is five rounds. Oh, Lord. Wow. Every team except for Detroit makes it in my bracket. Um, that's right. I'm going to have a 30-team playoffs. Brian Burke would not be happy with you. I don't care. I want chaos. Uh, the reason I don't have Detroit is because you were the only team that were bad enough to be mathematically eliminated. But here's what I'm going to do to make up for it. One year only, Detroit will have a 50% chance of getting the first overall pick. Every other team will have an equal percentage chance. Oh, come on. We're going 05, baby. We're going 05. So. Did these- you know Brian Burke almost drafted Sidney Crosby? Yeah. He was one lottery ball away. He tells him know. that. You know, Austin Bobby Wright was almost a hab. Fun fact. Who? Oh. Uh, Matthews was almost a hab. Sure he was. Uh, okay, anyway, moving on. So, yes, uh, 30 different teams. Of course, Detroit have 50. Everything should be on a neutral site. I don't care about the home games and all that. I really don't. But this needs to be done, and this will be done marathon style, all right? That's okay. how I'm going to do this. So but they yeah. play – how, how often does each team play? This will be every other day. Okay, perfect. You no know, in-between breaks – Unless a team you are waiting for is still playing a series, all right? This oh, there's series. There are series here. So, here's how it's going to go. Of course, 30 teams. Yeah. Going from one downwards, you will get to choose your poison, a.k.a. you will get to choose who you play. Okay there, Jeff Merrick. All right, this is how we're going to play for that as well. And after every single round, we will reseed because, of course, we need to get it a bit more figured out. So then once we go to the second round onwards, that will be reseeded by the standings overall, not just by division. I don't care about any of that. We're going to go overall by the standings going onwards starting in round number two. Now, here's how it's going to work. Rounds one and two are going to be best of three. Yes. Round three and four are going to be best of five. And the Stanley Cup final will be a best of seven. That is my playoff format. How long? I, I'm just curious if you've done the math on this. How long is that going to take? I don't think it's going to. Hold on. Let's just, let's just do some quick math here. Okay, so the Cup final is going to be seven games, obviously. So now, that's of course, 14 two, days. There's always a very strange thing where if you've ever paid attention to the broadcasting of the Stanley Cup final, dear listeners, or at the playoffs, every series normally has that extra weird day for, I don't know why, but so that's going to happen, of course. So there's the seven day. Like four, this is a couple months at least. There's the 14 day minimum of the finals. Of course, yeah. the middle two rounds are going to be a minimum of 10 days because they are five game, best of five games. And then it's a maximum of six weeks for the first, sorry, of six days for the, or sorry, yes, yeah, six days because it's best of the other two. So, so two months. So there is, yeah, it's basically two months, which is around the same time as the normal ones because, what, the playoffs start early April, and for me they would end about early June. So it's about the same length. Uh, but each series, is, of course, is a bit shorter, so there's more rounds, but because of the games played, the best of format, I have mine around the same length, and it's a yeah. bit more jump ball in mine. It's maximum chaos. Right. I Yeah. Just because as Daniel was talking, I realized that the depending on when they actually start, the NHL is going to look for speed because they're going to want to try to get obviously as much hockey in 
in as short period as possible so they so that free agency and the draft and etc those things aren't going to get as as affected so i realize mine mine isn't it really probably going to take two months i don't know i haven't done the math on it but probably dan like some it, it needs to be shorter than the regular one i'd imagine that's what they're looking for then I think all you can simply do, and I'm going to look at mine. I think no matter what, I think you have to keep the cup final seven games. Um, I, I just think that's, I think you need some principle there. So if I'm just going to use mine as an example, then I think you make every other round just best of three. Best of three? Right. Yeah. Uh, just in, in any sort of way you want to do it, I, hey, if you want to do single elimination, real tournament, so I would do it. I just think the cup final itself has to say seven. Everything else, yeah, I think yeah. shorten but so yeah, those those are our playoff formats. I think just like yeah, hypothetically for twenty four teams, like I for my model, I just wanted to weed out as many guys as possible quickly, yeah. just to get to like the later rounds with like just I guess the more tension based ones, the more important ones. But yeah, I agree. With yeah, the three games. Just, yeah, because like, I'm because I'm time. looking at because I'm looking at mine, and I'm I'm starting to realize that maybe it's too much. But the reason I put made the groups is because I, I'd imagine teams are going to complain, like especially the teams from really like, I don't know, 6 to 12 in some in, in at least the East are, are really interchangeable in some sort. At least 6 to 9 are interchangeable. Um, so I'd imagine they're going to complain. So like, okay, let me prove that I can make the playoffs. Give me some type of... It, it's really just replacing the rest of the regular season games, but putting it into three. I don't know, but it's a little bit long. I, I can imagine. I can imagine they're looking for something shorter. Is there any sort of way you guys think they just do a, a big single elimination the whole way through, just no. one like real tournament style? I, thing? I'd love to see it. But I don't think they're going to do that. I feel so stressed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if that would be the case. Like, you miss one goal when you go, I don't know, go to your kitchen to get something. And you're like, oh, that was a Stanley Cup winning goal. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. For, I'd love to see that. That'd be like maximum chaos right there. One but I don't th- and you're done. I, I, if, if, uh, if Seattle was in the league... I, I think the math would work out a lot better because that gives you 16 teams in each conference, um, which would be easier math-wise, and I think that'd be very interesting. It'd be very interesting to see, but I don't think they're going to do it, just like I don't think they're ever going to let um, teams choose their opponents. Yeah, I never like that. You're a baseball guy. Are the MLB doing that yet? Because I thought like I thought I had read something saying they were changing playoff stuff. The, yeah, it was a consideration they're thinking of, but that's kind of like just taking the back seat right now because they can't even start their season. Yeah, just because from a, from a the... point of view, right? It's it's fantastic. Choose your own opinion. So it's a okay, weird concept before... to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't like it. I don't think it's going to work. Uh, I also just don't think it's ever going to happen. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You, you don't like it, you say. Yeah, because yeah, teams are... What What are the chances that a team's going to choose someone that's not the seed they should have chose? Because if they lose, they look, they look very stupid. I'm just saying, could you imagine the drama of... Oh my God! The Bruins have said, "Hey, we're going to take on Toronto," and they undermine them. And then all of a sudden, they're saying, "Oh, you know what? We're going to..." Sorry, no, no. They choose the Leafs, undermining yeah. them. The Leafs come back. Yeah. They win. Or let's say the Capitals do, and they're like, yeah. "I want to be on the Hurricanes and all that," right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean, if, right? It, no, I know, but that's never going to happen because if you pick the Leafs and you could have picked uh, Columbus, let's say, this year. I don't know. I just threw a team out there. Um, and you lose to Toronto. If I'm the owner of the Bruins, I go to whoever the hell the GM is and I say, um, what the hell was that? It's not going to, ha- it's very unlikely that it's going to happen. 
Yeah, but Alex, this is a hypothetical. We're doing uh, yeah, but you're put okay, but you're put you're instituting. You want to institute something that a team is rarely going to choose out of order. Man, uh, yeah, all right, all right. That's all I'm saying. Like, I find it highly unlikely that a team is going to choose out of order because if they lose, it looks really bad on them. Makes for great articles, though, for us guys. Oh, it makes for great articles, but if I'm a general manager of a National Hockey League team, I'm not going to do something like that and potentially put my job in jeopardy. Hey, the same thing can still happen if they, say, turn around and say they, they choose a team that squeaks in. That other team's going to feel offended. They're going to play even harder, right? I think if you give Tampa Bay the choice of any team last year, they'd still go with Columbus, and then look what yeah, happens. Yeah, but... Yes, but they if you we had that last year, they would have and they chose Columbus. They, in a normal format, they would have had to play Columbus anyways. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they're if they're Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay says I want to play Toronto, but Toronto finished third in the division and then Toronto beat them, that looks a lot worse because you could have picked Columbus. You're not going to pick out of order. If I'm a general manager, it doesn't make sense to me to pick out of order because if I lose, I look extremely stupid to my owner or whoever I'm answering to. I think it's more it would be a general... Listen, let's be honest here, people. Some GMs make moves, and this is a fact that's been said by people like Jeff Merrick and L.A. Friedman. Some GMs just make moves to make it in there in the first place. If winning was 100% on the minds of every owner... Which we know it is not for a fact. Oh my that was, and there's the Bruins goal. <laughs> <clears throat> the oh, collapse is complete. He's such a nice person. I know. This signaled the end of the Matt Fradden, Ben Scrivens era when they were traded for Jonathan Bernier in the offseason. What? Uh, okay, oh yeah, I was going to say, what happened to this team next? Because again, as, as I've said multiple times, I started watching in 2014. So anything else? Uh, so I didn't really know the league till 2015. So uh, what the Toronto following this? So Miguel Grabowski gets bought out. They're like James Reimer was the problem. We needed to make a tandem. Let's get Jonathan Bernier. So they traded Scrivens, uh, Matt Fradden, <clears throat> and a second round pick. <clears throat> they got back actually to the 2015 draft that ended up being Travis Dermott. Okay. Uh, um, was it that their yeah. own pick? Yeah, it was their own pick. They reacquired it. Remember, like that whole crazy trade they did with like the Nashville's first round pick that became Travis Konecki. They like yes. traded down, became Gabriel Carlson. Then those picks became Travis Dermott, um, Jeremy Bracco, and I think it was like another third or fourth. Well, it's one of those crazy trade downs they did when they had like three GMs in a way at the time. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Um, I remember the next year, everyone was so hopeful for them that they yeah. kind of rehashed the same lineup and they're like, okay, this isn't working. But yeah, because Will they Nylander. weren't supposed to make the playoffs. I know. And then they got they William Nylander. Thank God they got William Nylander. I'm looking at this team from the next year. I'm pretty sure they got worse. Yeah, they got pretty bad. Uh, the the only new big not even big name they got Mason Raymond, May Ray, uh, yeah, we kept uh, getting pa- Paul Ranger. Oh, that was a good. St- if you guys ever have a chance, read his story. It's really great. It was There's a like good a story. It was a good story. But I'm never gonna get over one thing that he did. That to this oh, day that- pisses me off. I don't I think they were playing Buffalo. It was overtime. He took a penalty and he comes out of the box and goes to the bench <laughs> while we're playing defense. Um we also that season, I believe that was the off season where the Blackhawks won the cup, needed to get rid of someone and traded Dave Bolin to the Leafs. Oh uh, yeah, two set. What was it? Two second round picks. Um, let's see what this the trade was. 
three draft picks, so a second in 2013, a fourth in 2013, and a fourth in 2014. Close enough. I was close enough. Uh, they didn't really amount to much, to be honest, any of them. Just like this team. <laughs> Just like this team. Was this the year Randy Carlisle got fired, or was that next year? Nope, that was next year. That was 2014-15. Wow. I w- sorry, I went to 2014-15. And they just got murdered half the time. They oh, yeah, got when Peter Horacek murdered. In, wow, this team was bad. I don't ever want to revisit this team. I don't ever want to look at this team again. Well, as this is the retro review, um, final thoughts. Oh, can I tell you what that day was like for me? I guess because I never yeah, yeah, yeah. explained it. Okay, so I was 12, so I was in grade 6, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, I was going to be 13, because it was 2013. I was going to be 13 in October. It was a Monday night. I remember it was a Monday night. And I had swimming lessons. You're setting the scene here. I'm setting the scene. Thing and just Part- let it all. And I did not want to go because the Leafs were playing at seven o'clock. I think my swimming lesson was at seven o'clock. I go, it's unbelievable they didn't cancel swimming. You know, it's a very important game. Naive little man, thinking everyone cares about the Leafs. And I did not want to look at the score. Except when I got changed, finished swimming, I think it was like 8 o'clock. I don't remember what time it was. And I saw a TV, and of course they had the game on. And it was 2-1. I'm like, oh, it's 2-1. And then by the time I got home, I think it was the third period. And it was... Don't even know. Like, it went... My motion went so up and so down. I don't even know how to explain it to you. Like, I remember overtime. I remember when the Bruins scored to make it 5-4. I was watching with my parents. My parents don't really watch hockey. Like, sports in general. My dad yelled and said an explicit word. That I will not repeat because I don't want to have to bleep myself on the show. About sorry, yeah, I don't want to bleep myself on the show. He swore I've never heard him yell about a hockey game before, and that was the first time. Like that's how bad it was. Like no one in my house watches hockey except me, and someone just swore and yelled yelled about this game, and what I was twelve. Because Daniel, you're a bit older than the two of us, a bit more composed. What was it like for you? Mr. Ducks fan, even though you say you're a Leafs fan. Oh, going into 2014-2015? No, no, sorry. Going, the the initial reaction of 2013. Sorry, yeah, 2013, sorry. Oh, okay, yeah, that was a, uh, that was a rollercoaster of emotions. I remember, I was watching with my family at home, and we're all fans, we're all celebrating. We're like, there's no way they could come back from 4-1. Like, you got this. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah, and it was like kind of like there was no frustration or anything. It was weird. it was just it was quiet. Like it was four four. No one was talking to each other. Like we reacted every time Ryber made a save, but that was about it because I, the Leafs were not getting any chances. And then because when it they happened, sucked. I know when it kind of happened, you're like, of course this would happen. Like this is such a Leaf thing to happen. <laughs> I was in awe. Like I'm like. Excuse me. I I I remember I was in grade seven. I was in grade seven. I was going on a field trip the next day. I think I don't even remember where we were going. I just showed up to school. I'm like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> were other people like that? I was the only to be honest, I only the only other I only knew one other Lee fan. Alex was ahead of his time. 
I, to be honest, I didn't know many hockey fans growing up, to be honest. Really? Yes. Yeah, the only person who was a hockey fan, the only reason I got into hockey was my grandfather. So it's his fault. Yeah. Like, Sh- sure. I was a, yeah. a young, I remember I was a kid and people, when I said like, oh, they gave up too much for Phil Kessel in that trade, like the Leafs, the guy's like, oh, you're crazy. You don't know hockey. No, I do know hockey. You're just an idiot. <laughs> I remember that. And then when the Leafs traded Anton Strawman, I'm like, oh, that was a bad trade. They're like, yeah, like that, he's a nobody. And I was like, I, okay. <laughs> I remember. I was, went, what year did they trade for Phil Kessel? That was 2008, 2009. I remember hearing about that. And I, I was like eight or nine years old. I'm like, oh, what the hell does this even mean? Like two first round picks. How bad yes. could that get? How bad could that get? Apparently, it could be really bad. It can turn out to be Dougie Hamilton and Tyler frickin' Sagan. I remember the argument at the time was people were like, oh, the Leafs just lost Matt Sandin. Like, they need somebody to give them an identity again. And I'm like, was Phil Kessel really the guy for that? Yeah, the guy who you can't build around. I think Brian... Yeah, doesn't media. Hasn't Brian Burke said before that Phil yes. Kessel was, was more of a... He was a draw for them. That's what his real purpose was, to, to help sell tickets, how sold, sell jerseys, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because like looking back, two thousand eight, like who did the Leafs have on that roster? Uh, James Reimer. You're telling me that they really needed someone to set like so they could sell. Like know. this was the team that for the the years that they were garbage. How long have they been garbage? Their leading scorer in two thousand and eight, two thousand nine was Jason Blake with sixty three points. Oh my god, Jason Blake. He was thirty five. Oh my god. It's, it, how, how is it that you needed to bring in Phil Kessel to sell what? To sell what? You were literally selling out every single game. I, I don't know how you were selling out every single game, but you were literally selling out every single game. And you said, you know what? Let's trade two first round picks for Phil Kessel. What the hell could possibly happen? Um, Apparently a lot. Well, crazy looking back at well, the te- this team, man. Like j- leading scorers: Jason Blake, Alexei Ponikarovsky, Matt Stajan. Who the hell is J? I've never heard of Jason. You've Blake. never heard of Jason Blake? He played in Anaheim, did he not? Yeah, he was traded um, with Desitoskla for Jay Ashiger. Jesus Christ! How do you how do you uh, how do you screen share? <sighs> Because uh, I'm looking at a picture of this guy, and my dear God, he looks—he um, looks like he's been through a lot. Oh my God, Vesa Toskla. Oh, okay. he, was, he, was, he was a solid I, guy in, on the Islander. Forty goal guy on the Islander. Wait, what? Yeah, he was on the U.S. team for the Olympics. I remember 2006. Yeah, the yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, why did he get the Masterton? I can't remember. Oh. Uh, it's not coming to oh, me. He had, he had leukemia, I believe. That was it, yeah. Uh, okay, good for him then. And he continued to play for the Leafs. Wow. All right. Well, I think then, guys, I don't know about you, but I think that's we can call it there today. Mm-hmm. I think so. I might get more right. upset if we keep talking. Yeah. Well, listeners, on the docket for the next two episodes, of course, this Wednesday will be the next episode of Bizarre Adventure. We will be talking about Moneyball. Yes. Finally, baseball on this on the show. <laughs> Which I'm assuming, Daniel, I'm I'm gonna guess that you're gonna be the one taking the lead on that movie because you're a baseball guy. Okay. And uh, it's even a though fantastic from, like, movie. Yeah. So, Daniel, how about you play host next episode then? Okay. We'll, we'll right. try to get Brad Pitt on the show, but, you know, no guarantees, guys. And then, um, of course, next week's retro episode will be Patrick Waugh's last game as a Montreal Canadian. Awesome. A.K.A. <laughs> the day the dynasty died. But, uh, yes, we will see you all later if you enjoyed this episode. Let's say you're on YouTube. Like the 
the video, give it a subscribe if you're on iTunes, Spotify, leave a rating, follow the show, leave a review, tell us what you'd maybe like us to watch when it comes to Bizarre Adventures, retro reviews, uh, we'd love to know, because we'll watch it, because we don't really have any ideas after next week. 